Welcome to this week's session of Pricked the Interviews. My name is Kim Brown Sims, and as a nurse of over three decades, I've always said that I've pricked many, many people, and it was always for their own good. Pricked is an interview series that touches on those situations that cause us to react. Positive, negative, inspired, angered. Energy is created, and through telling the stories of what has pricked us in our lives, we gain insight to the common bonds in humanity. Great and powerful action can result from even the littlest prick. Join me now as we jump into another incredible story about being pricked. Welcome to this week's session of Pricked the Interviews. The title of today's show is Look at Me. No, really, look at me. My name is Kim Brown Sims, and my guest today is the fabulous Jeff Edwards. Jeff and I have known one another for the better part of a decade, and from the minute we met, it was magic. He has an undeniable sparkle, wit, and charisma that draw to him people of that same light. He has the ability to bring people together for a common cause and uses his popularity to encourage change for the better, which for him centers on inclusion and belonging. Jeff is from Tulare, California. He attended college in Visalia at the College of the Sequoias and also CSU Bakersfield. Jeff's likes include chocolate, gardening, crafting, and pageants. And his dislikes include people who can't remember the lies they tell you and dirty dishes in the sink. The conversation is always engaging, and I can't wait to get started. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Kim. I have my Bruce Gainer glasses on here, you know. <laughs> I love it. The the show starts off with sparkle right away. <laughs> I love it. So good to see you, so, Kim. Thanks for having me today. Oh my god, I was so excited when you agreed to come on the show because you always just put that energy out there that pulls people in, and Ooh. it's always engaging and fun. You know, like there is so much laughter. So but it's always one amazing. Thing we have to start this whole thing off with Kim. What's you that? Know what that is? What's that? Oh, <laughs> I love this. Happy All right. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dickie Brown Sims. Happy birthday to you. And I'll blow the candle out for you. Here we go, Thank girl. you. Oh my God. I, you know what? That is the best birthday gift ever. Today is my birthday, fans. It and is um, birthday today. I love it. I am so blessed because I have had already the most amazing morning. I've spoken to my relatives in Europe. I've gotten to get the fabulous Jeff Edwards on, on the line. And he has sang that song to me. I um I can't even tell you how many times. Your first I think we, one was like five years ago. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, my 50th. Yeah. We have a little gift just, for you today, Kim. We have a gift for you. What is that? Kim, um, you're in Napa, but in San Luis Obispo, they make a lot of wine, just like they do in Napa. So Kim's favorite wine is Vigilante. So I've got in contact with the owners of Vigilante from San Luis Obispo, and they have, we got you a case of Vigilante wine here in San Luis Obispo waiting for you to come and partake. So it's here I... waiting for you. You have to come see us and slow to get it. It's a deal, and I can't wait to crack a bottle or two with you and the crew, right? It's yes, going to be amazing. Yeah, so, 
Thank you so much Happy for that. Too. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So Jeff, you know, we started talking about this show. And one of the reasons that I love having you on the show is because you just have this spirit of generosity, right? You're out there taking care of people. You are ensuring that people feel like they are part of this humanity, this special humanity that they belong. That inclusion and belonging is a constant theme in your life. You know, it's the reason you have a nonprofit. It's the reason that you raise funds for people who are underprivileged. It's the reason that you facilitate people getting their vaccines or whatever it is. That's really who you are. So do you want to tell us, first of all, tell us a little bit about you and then tell us a little bit about why those things are so important to you. Why is that a driving passion and purpose for you? It's so ironic that today is the day of this web, uh, this podcast because it is your birthday. And those are that's one of my most important things in life, I think, is uh, people's birthdays. Uh, it's just a, it's a day to honor people. People were born in this day and everyone's life is important just for the simple fact that they exist. But I think that's one important thing in life that I've always like, stood behind. What I always try to do is um, whenever I go out and touch people, talk to people or reach people is really try to make them feel like like they're important. You know, when I work, I make sure that people, the connections you make in life are the most important things. You know, people always say, what's your greatest achievement? I say, I don't know yet. It's when I grow older and I look back at my life, it will be the people that I touch and the things that I make a difference in. Um, and you can't always change the world, but you know, like that little, little pebble in a pond and that ripple takes effects and touches other things. So I'm just one little person here, but this pandemic has really taught me a lot about the importance of life. And, and friendship and, and who's important and what's important. Uh, I started probably about a year ago on Facebook. I thought, okay, I'm a healthy, happy person. I kind of had diabetes later, but still healthy and happy. But um, I was going out and running errands for people who wouldn't like elderly. People would go wash their cars. I would go out and buy their medicines for them, pick up stuff like that for them and, and not charge them. Christmas time, all these people, these kids are so important too. We, um, I dressed up like Santa Claus on Christmas Day and traveled for like past the Rebel Ball with a diploma. And these kids that were affected, like one kid lost his parents, one kid lost his sibling. You know, and these kids need to know that they're important. There's little things that each one of us can do in our own little corner of the sky to make a difference in the lives of others. And when you, these kids will never forget those moments. You know, and you mentioned the nonprofit, the birthday parties we do. It's called Candles for Kids. We throw birthday parties for kids who are less fortunate. The first little girl we did a party for, we interviewed her, and her parents both committed suicide at the age of nine years old. And it's just, it was so heart wrenching to interview her and her grandmother who takes care of her. But to go out and give them makeovers and get their haircuts and then get them new outfits and then throw the party of her dreams to help them forget about their situation and what they're involved in. Her grandma told me, she goes, I never get to shop. When I was a kid, we had socks with candies, nuts, and an orange in it. And that's all we knew, and that we were so grateful to look forward to that every year. It's the small things we take for granted, but to have someone pay attention to her and make them important, we didn't know them, and she, she admitted that. She goes, you guys don't know us. Why are you doing this for us? It's because you matter. People matter. And that's the most important thing. So just those little things in life when you can make people's lives better, just compliment someone when they walk in the room. You know, I always, <laughs> it's kind of funny, because I'm I, at the restaurant, a couple will walk in, I'm like, girl, your hair looks fabulous today. She goes, I just got it done. And I look at her husband. I'm like, you need to live and learn. Honey. Pay attention. <laughs> so it's just the little things in people's lives you can enhance and, and bring forward and, and 
and showcase because everyone, you never know what people are going through every day. And it's really important to highlight, you know, if every person in this world just took one moment, picked up the phone and called one person in their life and told them what they matter to them, can you imagine how it would make people feel? It could really brighten someone's day or turn their life around, you know? Well, it it generates positive energy and positive energy you can feel. It's like sunshine. It's like sunshine landing on your skin when someone is saying something that highlights you and what your importance in the world, you know, like you're saying. There is no greater gift you can give than telling somebody that they matter, than telling somebody that they belong, that they're a part of humanity. It's not hard to do. It is really not hard to do. But for some reason, we lean the masses. I'm, again, general stroke here, but Absolutely. we lean more, more toward trying to find the differences and exclude people based off those differences instead of finding the commonality and bringing that energy and that strength and that, that light you know, together. Because when you bring it together, it radiates and it touches so many more people. It does so much good in the world. Whereas if we keep looking for these differences and pushing people away. You stand alone. You know, when you're alone, when you're by yourself, there is only so much that you can do. But when you start reaching out to others, then the energy that starts to collect and swirl starts to radiate and it just encompasses so much more. It can do so much more positive in the world. So, my question to you is, how did you get like this, Jeff? How did you end up being this source of light that just radiates throughout Slow County, definitely, but across the world? You, your tentacles touch lots and lots of places in this world. You know, it's, it's funny because when I was, it's kind of like my little coming out story, but when I was like 21, my mother, my boss told my mother that I was gay. She took me to a park and told me I think my brother was and she wasn't very happy about it, so she took me to conversion therapy, which is, um, you know, our past uh, uh, administration was very trying to get that implemented, and I guess he did in his, in his state of Indiana. But me, conversion therapy, go figure. Um, it just it, two, they don't go together. <laughs> but I grew up in a small town where you had to appease your family or your people around you, and so it wasn't okay to be that who I was, and so um. The minute I got out of the conversion therapy didn't work, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> you think <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I went to like it was funny because I went to this meeting to this guy who's probably about sixty years old. He was a counselor. He asked me out for dinner, and I'm like, "This is funny. This is really funny." You uh -huh. know, it's not. You know, it's like I don't know. It was just weird. So the moment I got out of that situation in that town, I told myself, "I'm never going to hide under that rock." Be somebody that I'm not ever because I had to live in a sheltered life for so long. Uh, 19, 20 years is not a long time for some people, but it's a lifetime for some as well. But to be somebody that I wasn't, I mean, the lies you had to tell, the files you had to keep. You know, that's why I would say I don't like when people lie to me and don't keep their files correct because I know how to do that. So when someone tries to lie to me, and I, I'm like, wait a minute, you're talking to a pro here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I got out of there. I told myself, I'm not ever going to do that. I'm going to celebrate life every single day like it's your last. So I, after that time with my mom sending me to conversion therapy, I told myself never again. So right. I think that was a, as much as it's a brick story and it's a, not the most positive thing in the world, it definitely changed who I was on the, on, on the inside. It became a, you may, you may champion your challenges and make them a positive, you know? 
That's that. Oh, I love that phrase. Champion your challenges. I might have to steal that one, Jeff. That, that, can we just, right. let's just share it widely, right? Because it's so good. Champion your challenges. So, you know, just there is so much to unpack in what you just said. So first of all, if you try to change somebody, you're the one that's going to suffer because people are who they are at their core. If they have a desire to make changes in the behaviors that they exhibit, that's one thing. But who you are at your core is who you are, right? Absolutely. So the, the idea, even with any relationship that you're in, if you think I'm going to step into this relationship and change my partner, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, so it's it's unrealistic to think that you can change somebody. Let's celebrate people for who they are instead of trying to change them into your personal idea of who they should be, because who are you? Who are you to say how somebody should be, right? Let's, again, like you were saying, celebrate people for the gifts that they bring. The other part to unpack really is this idea that in order to be successful or in order to reflect positively on your family or your organization or whomever, you have to fit into this little vanilla box. I talk about the vanilla box all the time. Like, what the heck? What the heck? Why do I have to fit into that box? Can I not just be fabulous the way hey, that why I am? Vanilla. Why vanilla? Because vanilla is just so... Okay, first of all, I'll just say, I love vanilla. Vanilla is my favorite ice cream. It is my favorite ice cream. But the reality is, it's very it's very basic and it appeals to the masses, right? So the, the vanilla box is this square that people want everyone else to fit into so that it appeals to the masses. And I, you know, it's interesting that I like vanilla the best, but honestly, I'm more like rainbow sherbet. Like get me out there. Let me just talk about the Neapolitan world. Neapolitan girl, Neapolitan, a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> shine and, you know, shine and be who you are. And I mean, the whole pricked movement is exactly what you talk about, which is even the pricked movement is that when you experience some type of, you know, prick, some type of energy. And it can be a negative energy. It can be the energy of being told you can't be gay and let me send you to conversion therapy training or whatever. No, I cannot. That's just funny. No, I cannot. I cannot. You know, so it can be that. And then the energy that comes from that, which is you saying, I'm out of here and I'm going to live my life who I am and I'm going to celebrate who I am. And um, I am going to, you know, be positive and encourage others to be who they are as well. I'm going to embrace people for who they are. That's what being pricked is all about. What energy comes from it? And then what amazing, courageous, fabulous result comes from that prick? I would That's say celebrate your fabulosity, girl. That's exactly right. Well, you and Kamora Lee Simmons, didn't she say that? Fabulosity. Wasn't that her yes, thing? Yes, did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because she was all about that. You know, it's like stand in your quirk, right? Be who you are. It's those differences that make life wonderful. Because if we were all the same, oh my God, it'd be so boring. (laughs) Yeah, the only thing I could not handle is another me. There was another (laughs) me in my life. I would probably knock them down and strip them and push them in the middle of the road. (laughs) You know, here's what I have. Why don't you hire another Jeff at this restaurant? Because I will kill him. That's right. It would be a battle royale. I mean, you guys would, would, you would, yeah, you would, you're a competitive kind of guy. I mean, you know, you would celebrate that person. You would, I know you would, would. but it would be a constant, like, don't tread on my space because (laughs) I've created my little world here. You're allowed to come along and sell and and root and hoo-ha, but that's not it. 
<laughs> but you can't take my spot. <laughs> yeah, that's light, spotlight. Yeah, that spotlight. Oh my God, there we are. Right back to that light again. <laughs> yeah, you were so great about that. You played it in a big part in that back in probably about uh, four years ago. Kim yeah. thought, oh, we need to make this I know Jeff the bartender thing a, 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 a brand. Yeah, a brand. And you started it because Kim went down and bought 200 t-shirts that says, I know Jeff the bartender. And people, every year we give those away and now there's, there's mugs, there's stickers. I mean, there's bumper <laughs> stickers. I mean, it's insane, Kim. People, and then they always walk in, oh, I know Jeff the bartender. <laughs> it's, and well, they, wear their, they, they wear their shirts to Michael's and they get a discount. It's hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's because you're the king of glitter and Michaels is making millions off of you and your, and your craft uh, purchasing, craft it's supply funny. purchasing. Yeah, so, you know, and, and the thing is that I think that every time there's an opportunity to have a new experience for me, um, I think that there's some kind of like thing to sign up for. Like, thing, like we tried that whole, um, what is it? Nailed it. You seen that show before? Yes. Nailed it. We yep. had an at-home version. We tried that. We did that. We, I'm entering some stuff in the fair. You know, I did it one time like three years ago. I got best in show with my little go on flamingo. I remember. Me and, like, me and like 50 women are doing this. It's hilarious. So I go to the fair with my little flamingo out there. But it's every opportunity you can. And you go there and you, I mean, it's a blast. And it's just creating experiences. And I have other people that do it with me. I don't do it by myself. I include others. So that way they can experience the, the opportunities that life has to offer. Um, well, you know, I think you hit on a really good point, And that is that, you know, if you do what fulfills you, right, you create, again, this energy and this light. And amazing things happen when you are really fulfilling your purpose, when you are really immersed in your passion and you live by your purpose and passion and your values, then everything that comes to you is this amazing gift. It's just an amazing gift. And you get filled up by it. You can be grateful for it and then you pay it forward, you know, like bringing other people, you know, into the, into the flamingo, you know, contest. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You should see my flamingo. It's all dolled up. But, um, <laughs> you know, something that you said there is finding your purpose. I think people don't realize that every person in this lifetime, I think, in my opinion, has a purpose. Some are to be president of companies, some are to be president of the United States. Some people's purpose in this lifetime is just to put smiles on the faces of those around you. And you have to accept your purpose for whatever it is. And I think that's mine. It's just to put smiles on the faces of people around me each and every day to make their life a little brighter. And I'm totally okay with that. And so I live it to the fullest. And you live it. You absolutely live it. You absolutely accomplish it. So one of my guests was talking about legacy. One of my, one of my um, yeah. guests, Jay Hodge, we were talking about legacy and, you know, what's the legacy you want to leave? And his whole perspective was that you know legacy is not something that you create when you die it's not an amount of money that you leave it's how you interact with people day in and day out and how you're perceived in the eyes of those people so i asked him you know what do you want your legacy to be and he said i want everybody who i interact with to know that i love them not just care about them but absolutely love them and i have to tell you that from the minute i met this man Jay Hodge, from the minute I met him, he was invested in me. I am not kidding you. From the minute I met him, he was invested in me, in my success, in my daughter's success. She was 15 and a photographer, a budding photographer. And he he bought some of her, you know, um, canvas wrapped photographs. And 
I, from the minute, and he is an amazing, amazing man. And you're that same way, you know? So I, I guess, you know, is your legacy to make people smile? You know, what did you, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, it's when I look back on the, on the people that I encounter in, in lifetime, this lifetime, um, which I don't think is over after we do our head to rest. I, I don't I either. Tried, I don't either. Yeah. I always yeah. try to make every single person feel like they 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 mean something in this world. Right. And so to me, it's um, creating the importance of people's lives. You know, one thing we all have in common is we all have birthdays. So every time somebody walks inside my circle within my reach, if I can celebrate them, I have a car full of decorations all the time. I always decorate for people. But it's just those old ways to make people feel important in this lifetime, just for a moment, is the legacy I think of it. But I would try to make people feel like they're worth something. You're accomplishing that goal. You you do it in spades. It's the same. I mean, let's talk about the the first time we met. You know, I think Derek was actually at the bar the first time he I was came the first into time, Roma. Yeah. And I, I remember you yeah. sitting in there. I was serving that day. Uh huh. So here's the story. Well, you you tell the story. You're the guest. You tell the story from your perspective. No, well, go ahead. You have it in your mind right now. It's in your heart. Share. Share. No. Well, you know, I had moved to San Luis Obispo for work. And the community was amazing from the minute I arrived and everyone embraced me. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to purchase a home. And so near where I worked. And so near where, I my live. Dr- near where you live. That's right. Two blocks away. And I know. I wonder if I can get that house back. You better uh, anyway, I'm going to go buy I digress. Today. <laughs> if they're home, knock on the door. Ask them if they're ready to sell. It would be funny. So he's a neonatologist and I'm a NICU nurse. So, you know, I, there's already that connection. So he may no, be absolutely. willing. You should go back. But um, I worked at a hospital and I drove by the restaurant, Cafe Roma, on my way home. It was right on my route home, which was only nine minutes from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop in. This could be my little stopping spot if I decide I want to have dinner or maybe I want to have a glass of wine before I go home, you know, wind down from the evening. This is definitely where I could meet people. And actually, I think I had gone there. I had been invited to lunch there. And that's why I knew it was there. But I just thought, well, I'm just going to stop on my way home. And Anna. Uh, so I stopped one evening on my way home and Derek was behind the bar and I had a glass of wine. It was probably vigilante. I'm he was raving I'm all about, about the too, blitz. Well, that's you know, us, I sweet. Myself, I didn't you know what? Hold on, honey. Derek is yeah, not wait. the bartender for one day. He's not going to come in here and have some gal be his. So I come in there and I'm all sudden, like, within seconds, Kim, within seconds, the moment we conversed, yes. Derek was out of the picture. He was out of the picture. Like, I don't even know what happened to Derek. I know he's no longer there. He's at Madonna Inn now. Oh, he's at Madonna. Well, I'll see him at some point because I have to go for a piece of champagne cake at at some juncture. But um, I I sat at that bar, talked with Derek, but you're right. The minute that you, that our energy collided, it was like this massive explosion. And then it was every single time I came, you have a way with how you interact with people of just making them feel special. So when you say that your purpose and your passion is making people feel special in that moment, whether it's their birthday or any other day, you do that so well. And that is the reason that you have such an amazing following. That is the reason that you have the influence to continue doing good 
that's the reason that you do is because you make everyone feel special. And that's a pretty amazing legacy. And if everyone could emulate what you do, and it's pretty simple. I'm going to ask you, be thinking about it. You know, what are those little things that you can do to make someone else feel special? How do you make other people feel special in the moment easily? But that's what you're phenomenal at. And that's the reason we're connected. And now it's been almost, you know, 10 years later. So I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a question because it's funny when people walk in the room and you, and you first step down and converse with somebody, there's John. Say hi, John. Hi, John. Hi. I'm on the <laughs> today. Oh, happy. Wait, hold on. I look like heck. Oh, that's happy okay. Birthday. Hi, John. Thank you. <laughs> he's off today. So, I mean, oh, how nice. He's, here to he's, he's going outside now. Oh, one of the things when people walk in a room, I try to, it's, I always tell people, I can make, I can feel like I've known someone for years within the first 20 seconds. And that's just a gift. How? How? I don't know that. Just something that comes to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the walls up. I don't have the pretentious walls up that a lot of people have. I don't have any notions of what to expect. There's no expectations from people. All it is is that you make people come in there to share an experience, to relax, and you just make them like they're at home. You know, you talk to them like they're you not know, like, like a robot or like, may I get you one of these uh, blooming onions, sir? You know, you just you put all that aside and you make it like they're in your home. So, so there's in, a couple. Like, the way you talk to them, first of all, you know, it's very casual, but very, and I talk to, whenever a woman walks in, I'm like, hey girl, what's up, you know, and right then, and then I say to the guy, the guy's like, okay, what the hell's going on here, you know, but you can talk to them like they're just people, you know? Well, so, there's a couple things you said there that translate for me. So the first thing you said is, you know, no pretenses, no expectations. Like, first of all, you are open open and vulnerable. I know you, you share anything and everything about yourself because you're looking for that connection. I'm, I'm that same way too. Like really nothing's off limits. I pretty much talk about my life and my experience because if there's some pearl of wisdom or some inspiration or motivation that someone can gain from one of my experiences and it makes their life better, go for it. I'm happy to give that gift anytime. And that's just the gift of sharing who you are, but also for you, it's your open and you're interested, right? So when you say, hey girl, oh my God, you look fabulous. So the first thing you're doing is acknowledging a person's existence. You're acknowledging them. It is not difficult to do. And you're, and then you're interested. Who are you? What are you about? What are your likes? It's like, you know, you sit down like, hey, you know, this menu, all of it is fabulous. So you're managing up your organization. Well, it's not all fabulous. I'll tell you if it's not, by the way. Yeah, exactly. But that's exactly right. You're honest. Like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not the greatest, but this over here, tell me what you like. So again, you're interested in finding out who they are, what they're about. And it's not just about, like you said, being a robot and treating everybody the same. That's not what it's about. That's not what equity, health equity, you know, uh, equality. That's not what that's about. What it's about is meeting people where they are and understanding what's important to them. And I think and that's what the thing really too, Kim, is that when people are seeing that they'll have five conversations going in the room. Yeah. And I pick up little bits and pieces of each one. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to cry. I don't get nosy whenever they're having confidential conversations. You're just so aware. When I listen and pay attention, and I can tell you what every person in the room is doing at that single moment, looking down. Yeah. Because you're, you're just paying attention to people and making sure that everything they have, everything they need, you anticipate, it, as you do in life, you anticipate the needs 
especially of your friends. And it's so important, I think, and you know, I'm, I do this a lot. So I was just going to highlight the successes of your people around you all the time. Yep. Yep. Because people, um, your friends are, that's what friends do for each other. You know, but yeah, I don't put them on this big pedestal, but I always try to acknowledge and celebrate people's successes. And I think that's so important to do. And that's another reason why I think so many people that I have in my circle tend to stick, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, if you feel important, if you feel like you belong, so I'm right back to inclusion and belonging. If you feel like you belong in a certain place, if you feel like you are accepted and celebrated for who you are in a certain place, it draws you back. You want to be there. I mean, I can relate the story of arriving in San Luis Obispo and how the community at large embraced me from the minute, from the minute I arrived. You accentuated that because honestly, I think I, I, it was a, probably a year before I met you after I lived there, you know, and because I, I didn't own my home uh, where I owned it when, when we finally met, but you know, the community at large embraced me as an individual and celebrated me because my gifts could help make the community better. And if we as a world took that to hand and think globally, act locally, what can you do in your small sphere, in your small circle? How do you make people feel important and like they belong? And that is look at the gifts that they have and celebrate those gifts because it could be something as simple as you smile all the time. You laugh all the time. You are so good at taking care of your child. I see the love you emulate, you Absolutely. emanate, you know, around your child. It, it's just calling out those gifts that we each. And that's possess. another, going back to that whole thing where I said, you, the purpose you have in life could be great. It could be great, but smaller. And so you look at those gifts that people have with their great or just even that's, they're great, but they're just not as grand as being the president of the United States or, but you know, some people, everyone has a purpose that is important and you have and accentuating that and bring it to people's attention. I do it on a grander scale. I just try to make sure that everyone knows all about my friends and the successes they bring. Um, but you can do that in a, in a little corner of the sky too, you know, and just telling people how you appreciate about them is so important because oftentimes we wonder, like, God, I don't know why they're friends with me. I mean, but when you tell people about your friends with them, you tell them what you appreciate about them. People need to hear it. It's a word of life. Where the negative is so accentuated more than the positive. So if people can Why do that is that? Because it's so much easier to find flaw because you see, I think a lot of it too is that you see something in others that you see in your, you don't like about yourself. That mm -hmm. that whole thing. So it's so yeah. easy to notice it. Yeah. And then finding positive. And I'm a competitive person, don't get me wrong. But too many times I think people are competitive on a level that they don't like to bring up the positive in others because it they're afraid they're going to make themselves look like they're less of a person. Right. And I just think it's important to always find, you know, you are the company you keep. So <laughs> you are the company you keep. That's exactly right. And, you know, here's the thing. There is this adage. I'm all about quotes. And there's this adage that says a rising tide. Yeah. A rising tide lifts all boats. And it's the reality. And also, you know, if you feel like someone is encroaching upon your piece of the pie, bake another effing pie. Absolutely. I mean, there is plenty to go around and we need to lift everybody up and stop, you know, knocking people down for the color of their skin or their sexuality or their gender or their whatever. You right know, now, I think it's a link against a political party or 
whether they wear right. a mask or not. I mean, it's just so crazy the world we live in. It's petty. What a waste so, of time. Isn't it though? I'm yeah. gonna wear a mask because I choose to wear a mask. Me too. You don't have to wear one, but we can still be friends right. and you know, you're a bad person. You know, just exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just accept people for who they are and where they are in their life because that's, you know, that's again the epitome of acceptance and belonging. And the other piece to it, when you were talking about, you know, living your purpose, you don't necessarily have to do it on this major grand scale. You can also do it on a small scale because here's the reality. Small grains of sand build a sand dune, right? It takes teeny tiny little grains of sand when they all blow together when they're all pushed together, they start building those sand dunes. And those sand dunes can get huge, but everybody is important. Everybody contributes to the building of that dune. But so it doesn't great. take you know, much. I, 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 I want to make a little thing out to your people listening today is if you have someone in your life that is so, you know, that is doing wonderful things or it's, you know, you see the wonderful things in them, I just say, take them out to, to the park or call them on the phone and just, Tell them how important they are to you or tell them what you think of them. You know, life is so it's over like that. And um, there's people in my life that I wish I would have done that with. And I don't want to live with regrets. And I want people just to go out there and change the world because it really does. It's affecting one person in a positive way, you have no idea what those people are going through. It's done. So really, it's just it's about creating change by being a positive person in the lives of others around you, you know? I I love it. Call somebody right now. Pick up the phone. (laughs) That's right. Here's the call to action. Pick up the phone and call somebody and tell them why they're they're important to you. It's incredibly important to connect with people and tell them why they're important. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about a point that you made just a minute ago, which is it's so easy to find the negatives in people because we see that same, what we feel is a negative in ourselves. So let's talk about self-talk let's talk about being kind to ourselves because it's a huge problem in this world how we treat ourselves i find myself going down that negative rabbit hole you're not enough you're not good enough you haven't pushed hard enough you're not making the strides that you thought you were going to make as you launched your own career right your own business (laughs) yes but Tell me though, tell me when do you, one, do you get into that negative self-talk? And when you do, do you recognize it? What do you do to get out of it? My heart, my thing is that because I try to be this positive person and always have this energy for people so they have something to come to and they can rely on it, is that when I have those times of I'm having a bad day or I'm having a bad, bad moment and I'm like, yeah, I don't want people to see this, you know, but you know, I don't have a problem with it, you know, but I just do it. But that's the problem. I think I have a hard time with is that I get hard on myself because I'm having a hard day and I don't want people to have to encounter that. So I want to make sure they have a positive thing and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So it's really hard for me. So I just have to really talk myself through it. And remember when I walk in the door, there's other people around have to push it to the side and deal with it later, you know, but deal with it. Nonetheless, it's just hard to put on, you, you, you be a positive person. With so many people, there's a lot of faces you have to put on, you know, especially when you have, you've done like 30 people a night. Everyone wants a different side of you, whether it's twerk a little bit or just a little. And, um, and coming home afterwards, it can be draining. 
Mm-hmm. That's where I, I get really hard on myself too, is I don't want it to be so much that it sucks the life out of me, you know? Am I making sense right now? Yeah, you are. So first of all, that tells me that you're an empath, right? So when you're open to the emotions of others, when you receive those emotions, you do have to protect yourself just a little bit. And it doesn't mean you're not vulnerable. It just means you know when you have to take a step back. And it also means that you need to allow yourself a lot of time to recover from those interactions. So we're, you and I are very similar. That's probably one of the reasons that we did kind of come together. You know, like attracts like a lot, although in science, like typically repels like. <laughs> you need the opposites like, like. to come together, right? Like, but, like, like, like. Yeah, but our energy is very similar. We potentiate one another. So, you know, I, um, on the Myers-Briggs, I was always an extrovert and extroverted extrovert. I gained energy from being around people except for... I noticed as I was getting older, or maybe it was just a a better self-awareness that I truly needed downtime. I needed time to go sit at the pond or a time to immerse myself in a book or the time to dig in the dirt and, you know, get my garden growing. That's how I rejuvenated because when I am with people, I give so much and I receive their energy so much that it can, it can drain, right? It can drain you. So you need to ground yourself. And so recognizing now that there's now a new term called ambivert where you're neither introvert nor extrovert. So an introvert is somebody who typically is drained by being around people and needs time alone to rejuvenate. So that is more the definition of me now. And then extrovert gets energy from being around people and interacting with people. It fills them up. Um, And then there are those of us who can be extroverted and we love being around people and sometimes it energizes us. And then there are other times when we need to separate ourselves and really take the time to regenerate. So those are called ambiverts. They sit right on the line of Myers-Briggs. And when I take the Myers-Briggs test, that's what I am. Sometimes extrovert, sometimes I'm an introvert. And um, so it's having the recognition that you know what, this is a time when I need some time to myself and then creating the space for you to do that because what's happening right now, especially on the heels of the pandemic, which is still going on by the way, but coming out of it now with the world on steroids, people just continue to take on more and more when we're still emotionally um, and physically stressed and drained from the prolonged period of stress and uncertainty and fear and burnout, especially in the healthcare um, professions. And yeah, the pandemic we was just keep taking more. You were involved with the healthcare. Yeah. That had to be yeah. actually draining for you. I, so ironically enough, I thrive um, in criticality. I thrive in chaos. I am able uh-huh. to find structure and organization when things like that are happening. So, you know, I was, I was blessed, privileged to be able to open an alternate care facility um, as the pandemic as the cases were on the rise. And um, it was a huge undertaking in a very short period of time with a massive number of people that we were were bringing in to work as part of this um, task force and multiple agencies. And it it actually was very fulfilling for me because it was I was fulfilling my purpose. I was in there making a difference. I was rallying the troops. We were creating this culture of a shared vision of being able to care for people in their most vulnerable and most critical time. And that on steroids, because that's what you do in hospitals every that's day. That's what anyway. I love about you is it's so 
amazing to see the things you've accomplished and the things you're accomplishing in your life, Tim. And so when I talk about my friends, I I, I kind of brag about you quite a bit, actually. But um, you're, I'm just so proud of you, you know? Um, oh. I just, so what is your, can I ask you what your legacy, what you'd like it to be? Yeah. So I always um, say, I've said this my whole life. So, you know, as a nurse, we always say, oh, we want to help people, but how do you want to help people? And so for me, it is understanding what an individual really wants from the situation they're in and helping them achieve that. So the way I describe that is, for instance, I, I go to the scenario where someone is on their deathbed. How do they want their death to be? Do they want their death to be everybody comes in and gives every um, every bit of effort to keep them alive for as long as possible? Or do they want their death to be one of peace and harmony and be surrounded by people that they love and just quietly slip from the world? Or do they want it somewhere in between? My purpose is helping them achieve their ultimate desire their ultimate desired outcome. And I know that sounds very businessy and chishy, but the reality is that every one of those words matters. What is important to you? Whatever is important to you is what I want to help you achieve. So as a leader, it's what obstacle do I need to remove for you to be able to take the next step in your profession? Or what reference do I need to give you in order for you to get into school or to apply for that other position? What um, barrier exists to you being able to achieve, you know, a creating a new apparatus for us to use in a hospital. If there is something that I can do, someone that I can connect you to, some barrier that I can remove, some reference that I can give, whatever, that's what fills me up. It is absolutely what fills me up. And I have right in front of my desk, you know, nobody can see it except for me, but right in front of my desk, I have this very large chalkboard and I write myself quotes and phrases and things that inspire me, but I also have pictures. I have pictures of, pre, I'm a neonatal ICU was my, I say, first love in nursing. That was my certification when I worked at the bedside. Well, I have pictures of babies that I took care of who are now in their teens and 20s. Well, right here in front of me. And it fills me up because I was able to impact that person's life, that individual baby, but then also that family's life in a positive way by helping them achieve what it is that they want to achieve, which was being able to take their child home. You know, things like that. That's my I, legacy. When I mention your name to people, I just want you to know, when I mention your name to people that are in your profession and knew you when you were here, I've always, 100% of it has been a positive feedback. Just, you know, so you're doing your right thing and you're doing the right thing, whatever you're doing. So I just want you to know that. Thank you. Oh You're my gosh. I do, I do name drop you quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Kim, my friend Kim Brown since. <laughs> well, that's yeah. perfectly fine. I appreciate that. I just want you to know that. that people do love you. So. Oh, I am so yeah. blessed. I am so blessed. You know, I count you amongst my dearest friends. And, um, you know, each person that I have reached out to when I talk about you know, what is it that they want? What is What legacy do they want? How do we achieve that together? How can I promote them and their goals? And again, that rising tide lifts all, lifts all boats. The bigger the audience that I have, the bigger audience I can give to the people who I bring, you know, right, onto right, the show so that their message can be shared. Um, and sometimes it's not about having a big audience, but it's just connecting to people so that that magic, that explosion, you know, happens. Oh, Kim, it's going to be blasted on this one, honey. We're going to get a bigger audience. Trust me. I got my beats <laughs> to be listening. <laughs> I so. love it. Well, tell them to share the podcast widely. Yes. Share it with their networks. Get them to yeah. follow and sign up the podcast. That would be amazing. I would love that, I love Jeff. It. 
and we um, just have to promote I know Jeff the bartender even more. I think I think a, there's, a, a, there's a website you can get t-shirts from. <laughs> I have, have like my t-shirts. Of of rainbow. We have the mayor wore one with I got made one with a rose on it. I she love it. The rose here, Heidi Harmon. Yeah, Heidi. So I had fabulous. her one made for my birthday party, and she wore it on. Yeah, it's really crazy. I so, absolutely love it. Yes. What other what other words of wisdom do you want to share? Like, is there something that you would like the listeners out there in the world to know, to take heart, to grab onto, and to and you know to to put forth into their circles? You know, something my father, my late father, said: "Find Harvey Edwards, bless his heart." Um, a quote he always told me: "He goes, when you change yourself, you change the world around you." And it's not about being selfish, about being self-centered, making yourself the center of your universe, which is perfectly okay. When you make yourself the center of your universe and you do the right thing, everything, all the planets start to align and everything turns out okay. I've always been a person who lived by that. Even when times are hard, even when times aren't going well, I always land on my feet and I come back 10 times stronger every single time. We all fall. We all fall. It's, it's not about falling. It's about how you get up. And I would say it's not about who reaches the summit the fastest. It's about he who learns the most about himself along the way. And to me, that is um, how I live my life. I'm not always going to win, although I try. And when you, like I said, when you fall, you get back up. And it's, it's how you handle yourself on the way back up, you know? Uh, Jeff, it's fabulous. I mean, Henry Ford said, failure is just a way to begin again more intelligently, right? So... When you feel like you failed, and I don't like the word failure because it implies negative, but when you don't have the outcome that you wanted or you thought that you were going to get, what did you learn from it? And what can move you in the direction of getting closer to the desired goal? So I'm all about if it doesn't work out, figure out why it didn't work out. What lesson did you learn? And is that lesson important or is the way it worked out the way it was meant to work out? Because, you know, uh, and again, right back to the quotes, the Dalai Lama says, you know, be tied, I'm not going to say it exactly, but basically be tied to the process of achieving your outcomes without being tied to the outcome. And what that means is, for me, when we bring amazing people together to share their gifts the outcome, the desired goal is somewhere over here. But when we bring all these people together, typically you achieve far beyond what that outcome that you with your single mind could have thought to achieve. Right. Your brilliance, your brilliance in the room. And that brilliance is going to create something that you could not conceive of yourself. You That's like recently, you know, John's birthday party, I introduced you to a couple. Yes. Who, uh, and it was so important, I think, at a time in his life where stimulation of the mind is so important is a necessity for him right now. And, um, He's a professor, and, and you guys' uh, minds together, I just saw something spark and some beauty. So I really tried to make that introduction and relationship kind of on that path. Yes. You know, what you guys do is it's up to you, but I thought you have to bring the people together that are, you know, there's always a reason for every meeting. And I think that um, that was something important. So when you have people that are doing wonderful things in this corner, put them together. You know, watch yes. your French flourish and then succeed. And, and that's the relationships we have in our lives are for that reason too, you know, not just for ourselves, but for people, you know, always introduce people to each other always. Yeah. Well, honestly, 
that right there is the epitome of leadership is doing whatever you can do so that the people who are around you shine so that, you know, it's not about you as the leader shining brightly. It's about you shining the lens of everybody else so that they shine brightly because that fills you up. That gives your inner light energy. And people don't get that. I think people think that they have to tell people what to do and, you know, be the glorious one, but that's not leadership. That's really not leadership. We all, regardless of our titles, have the capability to be leaders in our everyday life by our words and actions. And you, my good friend and kind sir, are the epitome of a leader because you take every opportunity to help other people's lights shine. And uh, so I applaud you for that. I adore you for that. (laughs) And I'm just grateful that you're a part of my life too. So I just can't wait to see you give you this wine, girl. I know. It's going to be soon. It's going to be very soon. I'm going to be back down there and slow and we'll have a good time. Like I said, I just want people out there to really look at the people around them. Highlight their successes. Champion your own challenges, like we said, and just really try to um, make people feel like everything. Just make people feel good. Make people feel good around you. That's what I'm going to do. I love it. I love it. Are those your parting words? That and... So uh, I'm quoting RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul Charles. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my my parting words. Love yourself. I love it. Love yourself. You know, be happy with who you are. If there's something that you want to change in yourself, you make that decision. Don't, Don't be forced to change based off other people's opinions of you. If you want to do better, if you want to make a difference, it it's up to you and how you feel, but love who you are because there's beautiful things, beautiful elements of every person. In this when you really look at me, when you look at yourself, you'll see those beautiful things. That's exactly right. Look at me. No, really look at me. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. It's such okay, a pleasure as a, always. It's an honor and I just love you to death. I'm so proud of your little microphone in your room you look so fabulous <laughs> have a happy happy birthday kim i'm so glad it's um we got to share this moment together on your birthday and just enjoy your day to the fullest and i wish i was there to decorate your front yard again <laughs> <laughs> there will be that time again i appreciate again. So, you have a <laughs> lovely so day much. kim and just go enjoy your day okay you too all right jeff big hugs lots of love thank bye. you bye <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> We all need fuel personally and professionally. What fuels this podcast, the book, and the greatest gift leadership development courses is your interest. If you like what you hear, please connect with me on social media and subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. LinkedIn, Kim-Brown-Sims. Facebook, Kim.BrownSims. Instagram, at KimBrownSims underscore. Twitter, at Consulting KBS, YouTube, Pricked Channel, Podcast Outlets, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Podcasts, to name a few. Look for my book coming soon and available for pre-order on my website, kimbrownsims.com. I am also available for speaking engagements, where in my Pricked presentation, 
I speak to a wide variety of general and corporate audiences with humor and passion about the pricks that have held me back, the pricks that I have given as a nurse, and how the pricks in our lives can inspire great, powerful, and urgent action. And remember, take a moment to thank the pricks in your life for giving you the shot in the ass that inspired you to greatness. Have a great day, and remember, don't be a prick. <laughs>